Hey, everyone, and Happy New Year to you. Glad you could be here with us for this very special Baptism Sunday. And today, I just want to let you know a little bit about what baptism is about, because there's a lot of people who've got uh, very different notions of what it's all about. So let me just say, before we go any further, that being baptized does not get you into heaven. What gets you into heaven is that you've put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who's died on the cross for your sins. This is what the Bible says, that anyone who believes on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. This is what saves you. Baptism is what we do in obedience to Jesus Christ. It's what follows our faith in the one who saves us. So here's what you and I need to know. Christian baptism is the means by which a person makes a public profession. They stand before everybody and say, I'm following Jesus for the rest of my life. I am submitting myself to the process of being discipled. Now, that term disciple or being discipled simply means that we are learning how to follow Jesus. We're learning how to do what Jesus did. And the thing that you will notice, if you are familiar at all with the New Testament, if you read the Bible at all, you'll know that before Jesus began his earthly ministry of preaching and teaching and healing people and raising people from the dead and doing all the things that Jesus did, before he did any of that, First, he was baptized. And he came to John the Baptist to be baptized. And John the Baptist said, hey, I can't do, I can't baptize you, Jesus. You should be baptizing me. And Jesus said, no, you must baptize me so that all righteousness will be fulfilled. So Jesus sets for us an example. He sets the trail for us. And that's the beginning, really, of the Christian journey, is that first you are baptized, Now, I remember when I was baptized, I was probably around uh, 11 or 12 years of age, and Pastor Barber, uh, my pastor at that time, asked if anybody wanted to be baptized, and so I I knew in my heart I needed to do that. I really sensed what Pastor Barber described it as a tugging at your heart, and so let's just use that a tugging at your heart, and I felt that, and I knew that the Holy Spirit was, was prompting me to get baptized. And so I went and signed up and said, yes, I want to follow Jesus. I want to do what Jesus wants me to do. And uh, I was baptized in the old Calvary Temple, and there'll be a few people here that would remember when that building still existed. All that's left now is the old spire at the corner of Hargrave and Cumberland in downtown Winnipeg. But that was actually part of a big church which I was baptized in as a young boy. Now, I'm going to tell you that I was really, really scared because here I was uh, going before hundreds of people to be baptized in front of all these people that I didn't know. And I can tell you this, that everybody who gets baptized... Well, almost everybody uh, is scared. And anybody who's been baptized today, would you just say amen if that was your experience, if you were scared? Just say it, amen. Amen. Yeah, okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Unless you were a baby, in which case you don't have any recollection. Um, The other thing is uh, I I knew I needed to obey the Lord, so I I signed up and I said, yes, I'm going to do it. And um, I knew in my heart that I wanted to take that, that step of faith. 
Now, I'm going to tell you, I was a very shy kid, and actually, uh, this might be hard for you to believe, I'm still a shy person. I'm not, I'm not uh, the kind of, I'm not sort of the extrovert that loves to be in your face. I'm kind of retiring and shy and prefer, you know, not to be in a setting where I'm in the spotlight. Uh, when he, you know God's got a sense of humor when he calls you to, uh, to be in the spotlight, as it were, uh, for a living. So I'm doing this not because I enjoy it, but because I, I know I need to do it. So I, Pastor Barbara said, Alan, do you want to say anything when you're in the tank? Um, because he would invite people to know, just to share a little bit about their faith and about you know, why they were being baptized. And I said to Pastor Barbara, no way, I don't want to say anything. I'm too shy. Please don't ask me to say anything. He says, okay, don't worry. So we get into the tank, and he says to me, Alan, would you like to say a few words? <laughs> so, uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I really don't really remember what I said, except to say that I, I knew that I loved Jesus, and I wanted to follow him all the days of my life. Uh, my brothers and sisters, they remember what I said, because they all teased me mercilessly after I was baptized. Uh, shame on them. But uh, I felt different, folks. It was a turning point for me. At that moment that I was baptized, I knew immediately that I was no longer on the outside looking in. I was, I was on the inside now. I belonged. I'm going to talk about more of that in just a moment. But I'll say this. Right after I was baptized, I wanted to get involved somehow. So I actually got involved teaching a Sunday school class with my mom. And it wasn't long before, uh, after you know, having been her assistant for a year or two, I then went on to teach my own Sunday school class at age 15 and was a camp counselor and was just up to my neck involved in serving God and loving it. When you're baptized, folks, it's a symbol of your belonging to Christ and your belonging to the body of Christ. The body of Christ is just another way of saying the church. Now, here's what you and I need to understand about baptism. Baptism is one of the two ordinances that was established by Jesus Christ. If you're from a Roman Catholic background, you'll know that there, in the Roman Catholic Church, they teach that there are seven ordinances, or sacraments, as they call it. In, in our faith, we say, we, we look at the two things that Jesus said that we need to do, and that is baptize people, and to participate in a communion service, which, by the way, we're going to be participating in next Sunday. So we invite you to be here for that. Now look at this. Both communion and baptism represent the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You get the point that Jesus really wants us to celebrate his death and resurrection, because it is the very center or the very core of our Christian faith. It's really what we believe. It's what we're about. It's celebrating that Jesus died for our sins and that he rose again, conquering death and making it possible for you and I to experience eternal life. So let's talk about that, this, this belonging. Well, look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. The Apostle Paul is writing this letter to the Christians in Colossus, and uh, here's, what it, here's what it says. Can we have that verse up there? He says, For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, 
For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. So we recognize that in baptism we are identifying with Jesus in his death, in his burial, and then his resurrection. Because that's literally what happens in baptism. You're going to see in just a few moments that everybody who's being baptized will turn sideways like this, put their hands on their chest like this, and I put them down, leave them there for a while if I need to. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm just joking. So we put them down there, uh, and that's the burial, and then when they come back out of the water, that is the resurrection. Very good. Coming alive, being raised from the dead. Now, this is exactly... What's happening here, we're celebrating the fact that those of us who have put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, those of us who trust in him as our Savior, we recognize that Jesus died for us and he rose again. And that what Jesus did first, we all will participate in someday. Those of us who are Christians, those those of us who have put our faith in Christ will rise again. And the Bible tells us that we will spend eternity with Christ. And those who are being baptized today, they're saying, I'm putting my faith in Christ. I'm trusting that this is what I'm going to experience as well. Now, some of you may come from a background where you maybe were christened. Uh, Maybe if you're from a Greek Orthodox tradition and you were slathered with oil from head to toe, that's how they baptize in the Orthodox church. Um, some of you maybe who are Anglican or Presbyterian, you were maybe christened or sprinkled with water. Um, in some traditions, you just kneel down and they pour a little bit of water on your head. But here in Cross Church, uh, we, we like to get you soaking wet. We like to dunk you. In fact, we, we had a, a group from the United Church come once to, to have me teach them a little bit about our faith tradition and one of the things that we do here is we baptize people. And so one of the people in the group um, said, so, so that's your dunk tank? I said, well, we don't call it a dunk tank. <laughs> Although that might be a good way to raise money for missions. I don't know. Uh, dunk the pastor for a certain amount of money. Um, but no, that's not what it is. <laughs> it's a baptismal tank. It's where we, we put people under and, uh, and then bring them out, of course. Um, they said, well, why do you do that? And I said, well, simply because the word baptize comes from a Greek word, which, means bapti- which is baptizo, which means to immerse. And it, it best represents a death and a burial and a resurrection. And that's why we do it like that. Now, in Romans 6, chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 4, here's what it says. We were therefore buried with Christ through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So then, baptism represents a believer's identification with Christ through death, burial, and resurrection. And I'm going to tell you this, everywhere that this gospel is preached around the world for the last 2,000 years, they practice some form of baptism. And so those who are being baptized today, 
You are part of a group of people, of a very large group of people. We're talking billions of people through, this, through the centuries who have been baptized in the same manner, belonging to Christ, identifying with Christ. After I was baptized, I felt two things. First of all, I felt relief because it was nagging at me. It was hanging over my head. I see Angela's nodding her head. She knows what I'm talking about. I felt relief. I'd finally taken that step, that step that I knew I needed to take. And I, I felt relief that I'd finally obeyed God and that I was baptized and that I officially belonged to Jesus. The second thing I felt was a sense of belonging. Uh, I couldn't explain it, but I, I felt like I was in. You know, I had that feeling that I was no longer on the outside looking in. I was on the inside looking out. I belonged. I belonged to the church. I belonged to the body of Christ. And so here's the thing that you need to know. When you're baptized, you repre- it represents your belonging to Christ. But the second thing it represents is that you belong to the body of Christ. You belong to the church. Glory and I and the kids were in Fargo this past weekend. And uh, there's not a lot to do in Fargo. How many know that? There's not a lot to do but to do what? Yes, that's right, shop. And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, Target is now in Winnipeg. So it kind of diminishes the need to go to Fargo for, um, for Target. But there are other places and other stores, and a lot of the stores there have sort of the same things that we have. And uh, we went to Walmart, and right beside Walmart, if you've been to Fargo, you know there's a Sam's Club. It's connected. And so we felt, you know, we wanted to go to Walmart, and then we would like to go to Sam's Club. Now, if you'd like to go shopping there, you'll know you can go to Walmart, you can go to Target, you can go to TJ Maxx, you can go to Office Max, you can go to Lowe's. You... Shall I go on? <laughs> You're getting you excited here. Uh, and we wanted to go to Sam's Club. The problem is, is that you can't just go to Sam's Club. You need to belong to Sam's Club before you can go to Sam's Club. You've got to get a membership card. Now, I wanted to shop at Sam's Club because it was the closest thing to Costco. (laughs) And you know how much I love Costco. Here's the thing, folks. People really don't understand the nature of the church. For many people, they think that going to church is like going to Walmart It's just like going to a shop, you get what you need, and if Walmart doesn't have what you need, well, then you can go to Target, and if Target doesn't have what you need, well, then you can go to Kohl's, or you can go to Herberger's, or you can go to Sears. There's so many places you can go to get what you want. That's not what church is. Church is not a shop where you go, do your thing, and then get out. Church is really more like Sam's Club. It's something that you belong to. It's a place where your name is on their list. And so here's what you and I need to understand. Church is is not just a shop that you visit to get whatever you want whenever you want it. It's a place where you belong. This is a place that we call family. And those who are being baptized today, what they're saying is they're becoming part of our family. They're indicating to you that, yes, they want to be part of the family. They want to belong. I'm going to tell you this. When you go to church, folks, it's just as important. Not, it's just as important to meet with one another as it is to meet with God. 
And so many people, they visit church and they think, you know, I've done my duty to God. I said hi to God and sang a few songs, prayed a few prayers, put a few bucks in the offering plate, and they've done their duty. Can I just tell you something right now? Well, first of all, I'm glad that you came, if that's why you came. But there's so much more to it than that. This is the family. And those who are being baptized today, they are being baptized into a family. A place where they will belong. A place where they will get involved. A place where they will use their gifts. A place where they will be held accountable. A place where they will hold others accountable. A place where you are helped in your walk with Christ. That's what church is. And today, if you're here and you think that, you know, you just go, sort of go to church and do your duty to God and that somehow mysteriously, you know, God will do his thing over you and you'll be okay through the course. I mean, you're missing it. For you, church is just some sort of a superstition where magically God waves his magic wand over you and then you leave. Now, this is a place where you're part of the family, where you grow, where you learn, where you're strengthened, where you're helped in your moment of need, and where you help others in their moment of need. That's what this family's all about. You belong. And so when we're saved, we're baptized by the Spirit into the family of God. There's something supernatural that happens. Those of you who are being baptized today, something supernatural will happen to you when you come out of that water The Spirit of God will baptize you into the family of God. You'll become my sister. I'll become your brother. We'll be brothers. We're part of the same family. Listen to this scripture verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. And Paul says this to the believers in Corinth. He says, each of us is part of the one body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But the Holy Spirit has fitted us all together into one body. We have been baptized into Christ's body by the one Spirit and have all been given the same Holy Spirit. It's a supernatural act, folks. When those people are baptized today, as they come out of that water, the Holy Spirit makes them part of our family. And so rather than seeing church as a place that you just go to visit and do your spiritual ablutions, you recognize that, that you're part of this family. You're part of making us strong, part of making us healthy, and part of making others strong and healthy. You're part of what we do. Baptism by water, then, is a symbolic reenactment of the Spirit baptizing people into his body, into his church. Now, I want to, before we go into baptism, I want to just share with you a little story it was sent to me this past week. I believe it was by my father-in-law. In 1994, some of you will remember in Russia that it was like the Wild West. The Berlin Wall had just come down in 1989, and the, the, the doors were open wide in Russia. And it became clear to the whole world just how corrupt the country had become. And people were wild. They were immoral. Uh, I think by many counts, this still is a big problem in Russia, even as it is here. But I can tell you this, that that nation was not run by any, any set of uh, moral 
uh, principles or biblical principles. And so the Russian government, looking at the West and how the West had become strong and prosperous, thought, let's do what the West is doing. Let's figure this out. And so what they did is they called in what we would call consultants to come in and teach the people in Russia how to live ethically and to live by, you guessed it, by biblical principles, to teach morals to a nation and to a people who knew nothing about these things. And so there are two individuals, two Americans, who report their experience. They went to to the Department of Education, taught teachers, taught instructors. They went to fire and police departments, prisons, businesses, and orphanages. They went to one uh, orphanage with about 100 boys and girls. 100 boys and girls abandoned, abused, molested, went through horrible things, unspeakable things, and the government thought, well, maybe, just maybe these Americans could maybe give these boys and girls some guidance, give these kids a chance. And so they relate the following story in their own words. It was nearing the holiday season, 1994, time for our orphans to hear for the first time the Christmas message, the story of the birth of Christ. We told them about Mary and Joseph arriving in Bethlehem. Finding no room in the inn, the couple went to a stable where the baby Jesus was born and placed in a manger. And of course, they explained what a manger is, that little trough with straw for the baby Jesus. And throughout the story, the children and the orphanage staff sat in amazement as they heard the story of the birth of Christ and why he came to this earth to eventually die for everyone's sins. Some sat on the edges of their stools trying to grasp every word that was being spoken. And completing the story, we gave the children three small pieces of cardboard to make a crude manger Each child was given a small paper square cut from yellow napkins that I'd actually brought with me because no colored paper was available in this city at that time. Following instructions, the children tore the paper and carefully laid strips in the manger to create a straw, the straw. And a doll-like baby was cut from tan felt that we had brought from the United States. The orphans were busy assembling their manger as I walked among them to see if they needed any help. All went well until I came to one table where little Misha sat. Misha looked to be about six years old, and he had finished his project. And as I, as I looked at the little boy's manger, I was startled to see not one, but two babies in the manger. Crossing his arms in front of him and looking at this completed manger scene, the child began to repeat the story very seriously. And for such a young boy who had only heard the Christmas story once, he related the happenings accurately until he came to the part where Mary put the baby Jesus in the manger. Then Misha started to ad lib. He made up his own ending to the story as he said, quote, And when Mary laid the baby in the manger, Jesus looked at me and asked me if I had no papa. So I I don't have any place to stay. Then Jesus told me I could stay with him. But I told him I couldn't because I didn't have a gift to give him like everybody else did. But I wanted to stay with Jesus so much. So I thought about what I had that maybe I could use for a gift. I thought maybe if I kept him warm, 
That would be a good gift. So I asked Jesus, if I keep you warm, will that be a good enough gift? And Jesus told me, if you keep me warm, that would be the best gift anybody ever gave me. So I got into the manger, and then Jesus looked at me, and he told me I could stay with him for always. As little Misha finished his story, his eyes brimmed full of tears that splashed down his little cheeks. And putting his hand over his face, his head dropped to the table and his shoulders shook as he sobbed and sobbed. The little orphan had found someone who would never abandon him, nor abuse him. Someone who would stay with him for always. This American says, I've learned that it's not what you have in your life that counts, but it's who you have in your life that counts. In being baptized today, these people, these folks who will be baptized, they are declaring to all that they belong to Jesus and that they belong to this family of God. At this time, I'm going to ask those who are being baptized to make your way to the back to prepare for baptism. And I'm going to ask everyone here today if you would just bow your heads with me as we pray. Father, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you, Jesus, that you have given us and shown us a way to know you. You've shown us a way to belong to you. And to belong to the family of God. And so, Father, we pray right now that those who are being baptized would have that great sense of belonging to you and to your family. And, God, we pray that everyone here today would be very encouraging of those who are being baptized. And if there are any here today who have not yet put their faith in Jesus Christ, if there are any here who have not yet taken that step of baptism, we pray, God, that today would be a day of decision where they would sign up for the next one in February. We thank you, God. We thank you, God, that ours is not just a ritualistic faith, but ours is a real relationship with Almighty God. And it's a relationship with God's people. And so, Father, today, show us, show us the glorious and the wonderful gift that we have in relationship to Christ and in relationship with these brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, God, we commit this baptismal to you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen.